1: Wow!
0: Hello
2: and welcome to the Abroad Japan Podcast. Probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broder, but joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr Pete
0: Donaldson. Pete. How the devil are you doing? What's going on? Hello, Kisifa. How are you, my friend? I am reporting live, uh, tight and bright and unbothered. ...by the storms and uh, whirlwind situation we've had here in Essex. Um, over the past few days, I don't know whether you noticed uh, Chris, we've had some stinking storms. And we're recording it a few days in advance, as we always do, because there's always something coming up. You've always got something on that means you can't do a show. So uh, we're recording <laughs> this a few days a- in advance, uh, and we've just gone through a pretty hefty storm. But my house is unbothered. Uh, the neighbour's wall fell down, but our uh, fence panels are still oh, very God. much in place. Uh, and um and and everything's sweet, the sun's shining oh. It's lovely blue skies it's, it's it's looking pretty good chris
2: you British, with your weather talk nonsense oh Not like me, with my <laughs> clever geopolitical talk and and
0: knowledge of all yeah uh, yeah, it's no, I got. saw it looks pretty rough this weather yeah this it weather was, it you've was been heavy, it was pretty heavy, and also this oh, morning didn't. i am obsessed with the fact I asked all my neighbours and they said they didn't feel it but I swear I felt a bloody earthquake this morning I, like a one second one they just went blah, 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 blah. I swear it was an sure? earthquake in Essex because myself and my partner woke up at the same time and went was that an earthquake because it just sort of like wobbled about and no one else in my um, street noticed it so maybe it was just our house subsiding a little bit after the storms so maybe uh, in the next week our house may have fallen over <laughs> did you say you were in bed when it happened
2: yeah, this earthquake.
0: yeah. Maybe the was, bed was,
2: just got fucked.
0: Maybe the spring no, went. No, it, it was the whole thing. We both woke up at the same time and it went. Bull, bull, bull. I was like, "What was that? Was that an earthquake?" Oh yeah, So Dodgy I bed. think we. I think I experienced my first earthquake this morning, even though none of the uh, meteorological websites are telling me that there was an earthquake in Essex. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I actually, unlike you and your imaginary
2: dream earthquakes while you're asleep, <laughs> I actually felt a real life, a real earthquake last week. Yeah. Uh, I was doing a live stream with um, uh, one of the world's biggest VTubers called Iron Mouse. Really nice girl. Mm. Uh, she's doing one of these like what, what do you call it? A streamathon. I've, I've okay. a subathon. It's, sorry. It's is sub-a-thon. Iron Mouse
0: say? Is, is Iron Mouse a cartoon? Is it? Is she a VTuber? A, a, VTuber.
2: Avatar.
0: Oh, avatar. A VTuber?
2: Yeah, she's a really nice girl. She's um, uh, got this illness where she's basically has uh, a, a really poor immune system, so she can't leave the house. Uh, But she's turned her life around through doing VTubing and, you know, she's extremely popular, loved by all and been able to make a career out of a bad situation. So really inspiring stuff. But while I was doing this live show with her, uh, I felt an earthquake. She was telling me this. Quite like powerful story, and I was like nodding along, and then suddenly I felt this really big jolt, and I was like, Oh my goodness! And then he fell off my stool that I'm sitting on right now. <laughs> and the whole bit I've not experienced an earthquake in this building. Mm. Uh, in that I'm in the studio right now, the Bronx Japan studio, and it's in a really old building that was built, uh, I think before even you were born. You know, so we're talking old, it's talking old building here. This is Derby Road, it's a <laughs> and you know, the, the, it, the buildings in Japan. Ha- Overwent like a big change in the mid '90s after the mm. the Kobe earthquake. Um, this one didn't, so oh, it's that's not uh, great, uh, is
0: it?
1: All uh, of no, your little
0: it, trinkets will
2: fall off the wall, Chris. Well, somehow they didn't, so I was pretty happy about that. I don't know how big the earthquake was. I should probably have looked it up, but yeah. it was all right. I was just a bit scary, and it was a very horrible noise, and it reminded me why I don't like earthquakes uh, <laughs> that are real, not uh, not you a Pete Dalson Imaginary no, earthquake. Chris. This I've is been to Japan deal, so many gentlemen.
0: times, and I've never experienced a single earthquake. I've been in Los Angeles, never experienced a single earthquake. But really, this morning, I swear I experienced a little earthquake again. Even though the websites uh, that, that look after this sort of thing uh, said that I didn't experience any sort of earthquake, so I don't know. Definitely, did. we did have an earthquake you... in Birmingham yesterday. Two point one uh, on the seismograph. Two point one, 2.1. but I don't you know, get out, out of bed for anything less than a magnitude 7 earthquake. That's big for magnitude us. That's big 1. cheese, that is.
2: <laughs> I just did a... So I'm in the studio and uh, I came here for a meeting this morning. It was supposed to be a quick meeting. Yeah. Get in, get out, have a meeting, have fun, then go off and go to the gym. And I was genuinely going to go to the gym. And then... you going to the gym. I discovered the meeting is actually tomorrow because time zones. And I still haven't mastered the art of time zones (laughs) after a decade uh, of being in Japan. So I just did this. I I ordered a McDonald's like you do uh, with five minutes to spare before the McMuffin menu disappeared for lunch. And then I did a live stream. And what was supposed to be like a quick I'm having breakfast live stream turned into like a five hour marathon where I took the camera around the studio, gave... Viewers around the world, a well wind tour as I munched on my McMuffin. It was great. It was quite fun. But I was absolutely battered and uh, I didn't need to go to the gym in the end because the, the, the live stream probably burned more calories than running on a treadmill.
0: Yeah, I think, I, I, think I, I just checked out that live stream because I was, I was surprised that you'd streamed pre-stream before this uh, podcast. And, Pre-streamed. Um... Uh, one of the comments was, do you fart? So, Chris, uh, you didn't read out that question uh, on, on your stream. Uh, I'd like to know a question. Uh, I'd like to know that question. Uh, I'd like that to be answered. Do you do a little Tommy Squeaker every now and again? No. <laughs> no, oh, no. 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 Even with all that terrible food. I'll tell you what, Chris, no. I went out for a McPlant last night. I went, you know what? <laughs> what I really that? want a McDonald's. but And I'm going to eat it at a reasonable hour in the evening when usually we eat McDonald's. Uh, and I had a McPlant. Uh, and it was all right. It's good, it's decent. Not a bad bit of not bad bit of work from McDonald's, have to be said. What the devil's a McPlant? It certainly hasn't got
2: here. Like vegan it's, or vegetarian options, just, just don't come to Japan. The... <laughs> yeah, they don't come in. They don't do it. After yeah, it's, years,
0: just a bur- think, but... it's just a It's just a wee burger. It's just a wee burger that's, uh, yeah. that's uh, plant flavoured and consists uh, consists of plants. <laughs>
2: Is it? It's not, is it? What is it? Is it actually like a burger made of soy or something?
0: Yeah, it's just a yeah, it's just a burger, but it's a vegetarian burger, a vegetarian patty, so to speak. Ah,
2: like a Beyond Burger or whatever it's yeah.
0: called. Delicious. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice.
2: Yeah. To be yeah. fair, I, I, you know, I, I'm a skeptic of all this uh, vegetarian, vegan, fake meat or whatever, but I have had some good ones. Uh, I. Like I, I went I did a video with Charlotte, I think, two years ago, I went to Burger King in Kyoto. Yeah. Like you do when you go to Kyoto. It's the only thing to eat when you go to Kyoto. Enough of that traditional nonsense. Get me that Burger King. And we <laughs> I think it was a Beyond Burger they were doing something with it. and I had it and it was actually pretty good. And I remember yeah. thinking I could I could do this again.
0: And I never Do did. This again and I never burger did. King yeah, the Burger King. I think the, I had the Burger King um a vegetarian burger like two years ago. I think like they came in quite early. I think uh, the old the old veggie options over there. So uh yeah, decent. I'm, no, I'll, I'll happily I'll happily flirt with a bit of veggie veggie food every now and again. It's just, it's nice to mix it up a little bit. And and I find with like any new kind of plant. Products, kind of plant replacement products. I do get the feeling that they work a little bit harder on the flavour, uh, mm, because you mm. can't rely on the on the meat to carry it, so to speak.
2: Well, I mean, you can get really good. Uh, like there, there, there is a lot of vegan cuisine in Japan. It's slowly getting there. Like mm. uh, the Buddhist monks have uh, shojin nyori, shojin yori, which is basically like vegan cuisine. But like, there's there's restaurants popping up. I had some extremely tasty soy karage chicken. I think yeah. if, you'd told, if you'd given it to someone and not told them it was vegan, they, would have, you know, they wouldn't they would have known. The same goes no. for um, sugar Oh, what's it called? Uh, like a, a pork ginger. Very popular right. thing. You yeah, can yeah. get this sort of fake soy pork marinated in ginger here. And it tastes yeah. amazing. You wouldn't be any the wiser. It's just, unfortunately, a bit expensive to prepare at home compared to the yeah. old stuff. But yeah, I think I could be swayed. As long as the food's yeah. good, I could become a vegan tomorrow afternoon. And well, we all know food's that's a lie. <laughs> yeah. All right, we've got a story this week from Mike from the land of Seattle. It begins, Hello Chris and Pete, I'm Mike, I live in Seattle. Uh, my son, his wife and two-year-old daughter have lived in Kyoto for about 10 years. I have a story to tell that I call... Almost lost in Japan. It was a family trip to Japan in 2000, and I'd been there before, but this was the first time for my family of four. Uh, My wife, myself, and my two sons, aged 17 and 14 at the time. It was perhaps our best family vacation ever. Uh, Well, until our last day. We started our trip home to Seattle, we boarded the Narita Express at Tokyo Station, and the four of us were sitting together with seats facing each other. Our luggage was placed in the luggage storage area near our exit door and we were about two or three rows back from the door. I was sitting next to my oldest son, facing the small electronic reader board display overhead, so I knew when we needed to get off the train. I was prepared, we were getting closer, maybe five minutes away when I told my family to get organised and get ready to disembark it sounds like the way it's been written this sounds like the (laughs) D-Day landings when the fucking boats go up to Omaha Beach (laughs) 20 seconds anyway he continues I noticed my oldest son had taken his shoes off and I could hear that he was listening to Led Zeppelin on his CD player his headphones and the music could block me out which actually may have been his primary objective we arrived at Narita Airport I told everyone to get up grab your bags and exit the train we did Or at least I thought so. Standing on the platform, I looked around and only three of us were there. I couldn't see Martin, my eldest son. I quickly looked through the train's window and there he was, still in his seat, eyes closed, headphones on and rocking out. (laughs) I knew the train would depart in seconds and he would still be on it. This was 2000. We didn't have cell phones, God forbid. Where would he go? What would he do? How would we find him? Gee, I never thought about that. Like, we definitely take cell phones, mobile phones for granted, don't we? Yeah. Like, this is like a... This situation, at first, I was like, this isn't a problem. Just send them a text message. (laughs) Oh, wait, no phones. Um, So what would we do? We'd never see them again. We'd certainly miss our flight, at least. The train doors started closing. I couldn't let the train leave, so I rushed the doors as they were closing and thrust my hands and arms between them and slowly pried the doors open. It was not easy to do, and it took all of my strength. I felt like the Hulk. Alarms, sirens, and bells went off. Red and yellow lights were flashing. The train and platform loudspeakers barked out what sounded like dire warnings in Japanese. It was obvious I'd violated numerous <laughs> protocols and procedures. I <laughs> probably disrupted the precise and tightly coordinated Train schedules all across the (laughs) island of Honshu. With the doors open, I rushed into the train, grabbed Martin's shoes, Martin's luggage, and of course, Martin himself, and dragged him out onto the platform. Standing on the platform, shoeless, Martin starts to loudly chastise me for humiliating uh, himself in public. My youngest son (laughs) came to my defence, which Martin doesn 't receive very well pretty soon we're all yelling at each other, and everyone on the platform was staring and backing away from us. The people on the train were glued to the windows, observing the scene with shock and confusion. I often wonder if, in the broad picture, the grand scheme of things, it would have been okay just to leave Martin on the train after all, <laughs> he ended up living in Japan anyway. He would have just started yeah. living there a few years a soon. earlier. All oh, the best guys, <laughs> Mike from Seattle, The Hulk, by all wow. means. Wow, what an yeah. epic tale of well, power!
0: There is, and there, there is a Led Zeppelin. There is a Led Zeppelin track called "Train Kept a Rolling," so he could have just left him <laughs> listening to. I hope. I do hope that it was that Led Zeppelin song that uh, that he was listening to, Martin. Um, it's it's one of those things where it's like there's nothing there's nothing more stressful than dad on holiday trying to look after a load of kids. There's no. Stress like it. People have to be on time. They can't dawdle. They can't go missing. And yet Martin just ignored all of that. Just took his shoes off. Just rocking out on the train. Beautiful.
2: I mean, what? Where would what? Have, what would have happened to Martin had he stayed on the train? God forbid.
0: Just, <laughs> he would have been. He's, fine, he's worrying like,
2: like, Well, it's a strange thing to think about that situation without mobile phones. Right? We've become so accustomed to mobile phones that like life just must have been. So bloody weird and different without them. Like, I vaguely remember the 90s when I didn't have a phone and it was a time of wonder and magic. You would never look down at your phone. You'd never look at Facebook or Twitter, a funny tweet somebody did. You yeah. would be in the moment, living life, having fun with a big smile on your fucking face. Now you can't do that. Now you can't do that. You've got to sit there on your train and watch the Braun Japan channel. And, you know, what's happened to the world? It's all gone down here, was not it? Yeah. That's what it I'm, really that's what I'm has saying. Fun. Gone to
0: the dogs, and all of those dogs have (laughs) faults. Dear oh dear,
2: but well done. Nice little story there. I enjoyed that. I like, I like, I that was it, was it, was well written. I could picture the imagery of the train Uh, doors being pried open, even though I'm fairly sure. The train doors just take... <laughs> open anyway, right? If you put your I would hand not in want to
0: it. take the. I would not want to take my kids to to, to Japan. It's just too stressful anyway. I've taken friends yeah. and like nearly fallen out with them. It's really stressful because like they 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 belligerent. They don't know what's going on. They they look to me to just sort everything out. They're late for everything. They they get lost. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> absolute rubbish. Belligerent.
2: <laughs> it would it would be pretty stressful. Like I people are, we often get messages, don't we, from from listeners, aka you dear listener, saying yeah. that you want to come to Japan and bring your kids. I couldn't imagine a more stressful thing of all the countries <laughs> to come to. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, good story there. Yeah. Good story. What right, have we got though, tough. this week? What's the news?
0: What's the news? Well, <clears throat> look, Chris, if I know one thing about the Japan fan base, it's that like eighty percent of them really love cats. Uh, and sixty percent of them have cats in the house, Whoa. so they're gonna—they're gonna—they're gonna love this story. This is absolutely right up the Bron Japan uh, channel uh, no, uh, fans' uh, street, so to speak. Um, <clears throat> so there's a restaurant in Osaka called the mm. Diorama Restaurant Tetsudokan. Tetsudokan. Um It was forced to close uh, March through September due to the, the coronavirus epidemic, obviously pandemic. Um, the managers even thought about shutting down the diner for good because they just weren't getting enough bums on seats and weren't getting enough interest, weren't getting enough patrons through the door. Um, But what makes this cafe special is that there's a bloody great big train set right in the middle of the cafe. Proper middle-class dad weekends (laughs) and evenings in the loft sides train set. You know, it's massive. Uh, Mm. Rolling hills, babbling brooks, little Fellas running around the platforms and stuff, all kinds of stuff, and and the pictures are amazing. It's a really beautiful piece of work. But the owner of the cafe decided, hmm. for whatever bloody reason, she decided to drum a bit a bit of support um, for the cafe by letting loads of kittens loose on this diorama. Oh, so, <laughs> so she took a lot of pictures, put them on the website, put them on the the social medias and stuff for this cafe, and. Uh, I mean the pictures are incredible because the cats look like they're monsters they look like um, like <laughs> you know proper rotten king kong Mothra-sized beasts running around these kind of rural scene, tearing it up knocking trains off the top of bridges into the water and, and railway buffs and uh, fans of cats and presumably fans of chaos and mayhem they're flocking to the cafe now it's really turned around the really? fortunes for this cafe uh, so all of these people are coming in and presumably they want food with, with cat hair in it that's kind of what they're they're into oh. but uh, the owner <laughs> Naoki Taiaroka is uh, having to run maintenance on the diorama constantly because our cats—they used to be kittens and they didn't used to do too much destruction. Now, they're big chunky cats, big chunky boys. So you've got to reinforce it every week. You've got to work on it oh every few days to make sure the cats aren't uh, aren't damaging it too much. But it, so you can go right now to a, a restaurant in Osaka and see a lot of cats smash the shit out of a a, a railway set. <laughs>
2: I mean, I think there's a lot of people like this is the sort of the sort of people that build these railway diorama uh, sets are going to have a heart attack when they see these cats like stomping all over the railway oh, sets, yeah. smashing the trains.
0: Right? And they're going to be uh, anybody with a with passing interest in Hornby sets. They're going to be fuming that <laughs> that the, the, the cats I, have done this. I I love
2: these. Ra- I I am the sort of person who is going to build a train set. I, I I joke. I nearly built one two weeks ago. Natsuki came here, right, and we had yeah. no idea what to do for a video. Uh, and we went to um, Yorubashi Camera, my favorite store in Japan, yeah. full of like, electronics and toys and whatnot. And there's a whole section for model railways. And it is insane. You can buy like a whole city, a diorama city yeah. and get like a railway set. And I, I, I put it in a basket. I was going to buy it and I was going to call it. We built a city in a day or something. and yeah. build this amazing city, diorama sets, trains and shit. And then we didn't do it. And we went to McDonald's.
0: <laughs> a surprise surprise ah. but like
2: it's a lot of fun I, this is a, this is a cool story i saw this go viral like everywhere like if you just type in osaka diner railway cats you'll see like yeah. a thousand news stories come up out about it but like it's a it's a story about how to be clever at marketing above all right like this this diner about to go out of business stick a few cats there job done this is the sort of like clever idea we would have had in cat nation a yeah, documentary well, like, where
0: I went around look at cats, isn't it? I mean, the, the the guy who made that documentary must be like, "Right, people love cats. People love Japan. People endure Chris Broad. Let's bash them all together <laughs> and put them in a the show." <laughs> well, in in Cat Nation, there's that cat Tama, the cat,
2: the uh, the stationmaster cat, and a few stations yes. have done this in Japan since, right? Where like they get a cat. They put a hat on the cat. It's like fucking Dr. <laughs> Zeus. And then people turn up from around the world. They'll come and take photos of a cat by a train. So if you want to be rich in this life, the, the formula is simple. Cats plus train equals money. Yeah. And I'm glad that the diner has discovered that. Because <laughs> uh, I love a good diorama. And I'm glad that it's going to stay open now. And I kind of want to go down there and see it. Because I haven't been to anywhere original in yeah. Osaka in a long time. I always go there and do the same few things.
0: Now... I'm going to go to the cat diorama cafe. Well, there I mean, you have it, ladies and gentlemen. So, so the thing about so the thing about the cats running around the diorama, they only run around after the cafe is closed. So during the day, they put oh, the cats what? in the cages and the silver spoon, little boy, blue and the man on the moon, and they uh, and then during the during the night they do their filming of the cats tearing <laughs> shit up, so to speak. <laughs> Very selective. That is insane. Yeah, it's mad. All That's right, really
2: all mad. right. Probably a good idea. Probably a good idea. As someone who has ordered a pasta at a cat cafe, and basically eaten a bucket of fur in the process, Ooh, don't I order food at a cat cafe. Order just, a coffee. It's just
0: the smell. Just the smell. Just always seems very warm. Very warm. Like it just seems <laughs> over warm. It's like the, 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 it's like the small monkey um, sanctuary in uh, any sort of. Yeah, I just, I just don't rate it. Don't really rate it. <laughs> you never went to the monkey bar, did you? The monkey I didn't bar? The monkey bar, no. I, again again it just it I just know the air would be thick and sweet and uh yeah, not not ideal for it's not conducive to having a nice meal. I think you want to know that it's you want to know that it's gonna be, you know, good food, minimal amounts of hair. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So it's a good it's a good ethos to drive yep. any any restaurant enterprise. I, I so, when yeah. I this this monkey cafe I took down the video, so a lot of you guys might not have seen it. Did you ever see it? Like when it came out, I think twenty fourteen years ago, even before no. I met you. Did you ever see this video? No, I didn't know. This is I have to dig it out. It's I think it's uh, I think I removed it. I took down a lot of my animal videos right. just because. You know, the the treatment of animals in Japan is pretty questionable, and it, it oh, dawned on me.
0: you know what? Maybe I did, actually. Yeah, I can't... Yeah, the guy seemed to be, he seemed to be quite nice to his animal, though. It oh, wasn't, yeah, I he mean, was. I mean, he was exploited to but, you know, he was... I know people get upset about the sort of thing, but, you know, I mean, they're going to get upset about everything, I guess.
2: <laughs> I get. I mean, I get people being unhappy about Fox Village or maybe uh, the, the... Certainly the Owl Cafe. That was the thing that always... Right. I, I went in there and filmed it, put that up. And the video did quite well, but I I quickly regretted it, and I mm. felt like a real sense of guilt, and I took that one down very quickly. Um, mm. But that was I, our cafes. There's something wrong about that. I, I hope they've all closed now.
0: There was a guy who um, there, was, there was on the on the uh, south end uh, Facebook group. I'm a member of. People were, um, during the storms, um, some person who mm. had. An owl in a cage, like the cage had fallen over because of oh my god well, because of the the storm, and it had escaped. And people and someone was asking, "Does anyone see my owl?" I was like, "Why have you got an owl in there? <laughs> it's a fucking owl! Like it doesn't come out during the day anyway, does it?" I thought it was just an evening sort of kind of animal. I don't know. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm The owl cafe was bad though. You'd go, you know, people going during the day. The poor things clearly want to sleep. And I've dropped my earphones but uh, it's karma. Calmer, oh, no. calmer for the
0: owl cafe. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> what's what if an If you're an owl, you could just rotate your head 360 degrees and find them again. <laughs> if only, Pete, if only. We'll be back, guys, with your questions and comments in the fax machine in just a moment.
2: After oh, I've got my headphones.
3: You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Have you ever wondered what happened to all those space age promises that previous generations thought we'd have by now? You know, heading out for the day on your own personal flying cars or working on a space hotel somewhere in the far reaches of our solar system? Where are all those amazing inventions? Well, we're here to find out more on my new podcast, Where's My Jetpack? I'm Sarah Credis, space expert, TV host, and author. Join me and Luke Moore every week as we look into retrofuturistic tech that never was to decide whether it's still just science fiction or if some of these discoveries are actually a lot closer than you think.
2: I think we're very close to that happening on
3: an even more regular basis. And what I think is interesting about that too is that's going to make the accessibility of getting to space available for more and more
2: people. So, if you've ever wondered whether we'll one day speak to aliens light years away or you'll be flying to work on a jetpack, this is the podcast for you.
0: Think of the car parking spaces. they anything massive. No, really the
3: wings can fold up. Well, they don't exist. No, some of the cars um, which were designed had wings which folded up.
0: Are you happy
2: getting in a plane knowing the wings fold up? Yeah.
3: Right. I, I trust engineering. Trust the science. Search Where's My Jetpack on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Where's My Jetpack is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
2: And we're back with the fax machine. And before we dive in, I didn't really finish my story, I just realised. the um, oh. We're talking about owl cafes and animals and whatnot. Yeah, the monkey cafe is in Utsunomiya. I mm. don't know if it still exists. It's, uh, it's in Utsunomiya in um, Tochigi, about an hour north of Tokyo. And I went there with Natsuki years ago. Uh, it was one of the first videos we ever made together. And it was really... Bizarre. Basically, yeah. you go in and you you order food, and it's like a normal izakaya for the first hour, and yeah. then in the second hour, a f- like a, a, f- a f- I don't know what a group of monkeys called a fleet a fleet of <laughs> monkeys came out carrying uh, oshibori hot towels and beer, and would just serve you. And you're like, okay, this is happening. <laughs> and then they do like these weird dancing and performances. And, you know, it wasn't that bad. The guy clearly loved the monkeys, and they loved him. But I don't know. I, I don't know how I felt about it in hindsight. It didn't help Natsuki got bit at one point, which is pretty funny, to be fair. Uh,
0: he had it coming. You can't get shots for that. You can't get shots for a monkey bite, for crying out loud. Yeah. It, it, he, the
2: monkey was on his shoulder, and he was touching it, and they just like reached down and bit his finger off. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it was like the start of 28 Days Later. It was oh, pretty no. scary. It's like a zombie... Outbreak.
0: That's his. Uh, his hands are his business for crying out loud. He can't cut hair if he's uh, <laughs> if he's had his monk. His, his his claws chomped off by a monkey for crying out loud. Don't oh, know. <laughs> his hands are his business. Yeah, Poor Arnatsky. Exactly. He recovered, though yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's how the COVID
2: started. At That monkey <laughs> That's pile, how with COVID
0: started.
2: All <laughs> those years ago. What have we got there in the fax machine? What
0: stories and comments have we got from our listeners this week in questions? We got a message from um, a Josevan or Josevan. No, Josevan student from Indonesia. I went to Japan for a student exchange in 2017 for two weeks and I stayed in a Japanese household. I was surprised by their culture of sharing bath water so I ended up using their shower head instead. My question is uh, are there any other unusual bathroom or toilet cultures etiquettes specific to Japan? So I, have I read about this before, where the Japanese generally share their the heat of their? Because um, I mean, I guess shared baths are like a big thing in Japan, so it probably doesn't feel that weird that you would share share bath water.
2: Well, the idea is, yeah, you 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 go in the bathroom, you shower first, you use shampoo and soap to clean yourself, and then yeah. you get in the bath. So the idea is you've been right. cleansed, your skin, your hair, it's not greasy, so you're getting in the bath relatively clean when you're sharing yeah, the water. Okay. Right. Um, I find I still find it a bit odd but you know you do it when you go to an onsen if you go to a hot spring yeah. in Japan you do that anyway right uh, yeah. in terms of toilet culture they have the the spray <laughs> everyone's favorite the spray. spray the thing I love the thing I love the most is the uh, the heated toilet seats every seat is uh, is heated in Japan so in winter yeah. you don't get that horrible shocking feeling if you sit down on a toilet it's glorious it's warm it's pleasant it's like going to heaven it's, it's amazing And then you get a bidet afterwards to to finish things off. It's great. Toilets are great in Japan. 10 out of 10.
0: You're a fan, right? I'm a fan. Oh, look, once you start uh, squirting water with your bum, you never go back. And I I never have. I I think about it every time I do a poo. Fantastic. (laughs) Fantastic. I'm like, Jesus. I need it in my life,
2: man. I need it in my life. It, it's, it's pretty cool like yeah japan is, is good with that stuff unless of course you get one of the old toilets that it's weird like you go it's like going between heaven and hell like japan is, is the best toilets on earth hands down no questions asked Don't laser guided down. toilets bidet love it and then in the cubicle next door you'll have just a hole in the ground uh, yeah. and it's just like awful <laughs> Absolutely awful. They have definitely phased them out though. I, I see them and experience them a lot less. less, less yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 excited for the future. The future's here. The future is better. Because yeah. there's no shit fucking squat toilets. We got one here from Eileen from Germany. He says, Hello there, Captain Chris and Private Pete. My question is, if one of you has ever been camping in Japan, is it Ooh. such a huge deal? Or do people hate it? I never really heard about a camping uh, like or dislike before so i figured i'd ask stay amazing eileen from germany
0: uh i don't think i have have you you've done lots of obscure things in japan <laughs> i've not camped no i was i was reading up on on it though that uh, there are quite a few um campsites in like in and around uh you know quite quite famous parts of japan and uh, they um and you, there's there's one scene i can't remember where it was but like it's near obviously mount fuji uh and you can camp on the banks of this kind of like uh, river that ge- you can actually camp and look out of your tent and see the same scene that is on the 1000 yen banknote which is quite oh, nice wow. So like you that's can sort of like cool. sit in this, you can sit in this tent and sort of look out and and uh, it's it's the exact same perspective as uh, what you see on one thousand yen banknote, a scene that's been there Ooh. for god thousands of years surely. That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. I mean,
0: I I I I haven't done I don't think I've done camping
2: since like the nineteen nineties. No, I, I don't remember the last time I did it. Oh, maybe maybe like two thousand and eight or nine.
0: Yeah, I I'm not really. That's the last time festival at yeah. it.
2: Yeah, festival. I think yeah. I did a festival. Like I, I don't really like camping. The only bit I like about camping are the barbecues, and right. you, you can do that, and then just sleep in your car. Yeah, it's much more comfortable and warm. <laughs> so yeah, but I like barbecue. I know um, Norm Takeo Lens. He camps a lot, and yeah. uh, he. I think he was going to go camping with Natsuki at one point, but they they cancelled or pos- postponed it to this year, uh, and the Trash Taste lads went camping. As well, recently I was talking to Connor about it. They went to um, Mount Fuji, and then Connor nearly froze to death because he was too <laughs> cold. Because the temperature just got really cold at night, as it would. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't really see the appeal of it. I'm not a fan, but maybe at the right time of year, sometime you know, like maybe June or September would be really lovely to go camping. Um, when all the bugs are out and all the snakes and all the spiders, <laughs> it'll be great. we got one here that says, Dear Lord Pete and Master Chris. What's his titles? They get more bizarre every week. Uh, my name's Pierre and I'm from South Africa. For some reason, I haven't come across anything about Tokyo and the surrounding area. Eh? I've been planning a trip for next year around the end of March for two weeks. It may be a lot to ask, but can Pete and yourself please help out with things to do in and around Tokyo? Thank you, guys, for all the great laughter. Uh, Pierre from South Africa. Ah, uh, what, what do you mean? You haven't come across anything about Tokyo and the surrounding area? Every uh, guidebook I mean, is just Tokyo the movie.
0: <laughs> I went to. Um, <clears throat> what makes me laugh is like you know on so the twenty twenty second of the uh, of February. So you know a few days ago now, but it just when I was looking at at, at this uh, email, um, yeah, they're still hilariously putting together the most asinine basic um lists of things to do in tokyo um just copied and pasted from everywhere else they're putting them on websites all around the world because they're really popular they're really popular pieces people people want to go to japan but they're Mm. just kind of ignoring the fact that you know you can't get in <laughs> You're ignoring the fact that yeah. there was a pandemic and stuff. So, so here's this is in Harlem world. I'm not really sure where that, that, that is based, but I presume it's Harlem. Um, it's an American <laughs> website, presumably. Um, uh, and it says six things you must do in visiting Tokyo, uh, experience a, a, a traditional Japanese ryokan, uh, walk a, a around Harajuku on a Sunday, Go to Rippongi Hills, visit a traditional Japanese tea cere- ceremony, Ooh. and visit Tokyo Skytree. So, I mean, this was oh, written. God! So many times, <laughs> it's like, yeah. the worst
2: itinerary I've ever heard of. such a <laughs> shit itinerary.
0: Oh no, no, yeah. no! And no, someone no, sat no, no. down and wrote that, or rewrote another one and, and put it up there. And it's like, like, well done to them. But and I'm sure it's very popular. But it's not like it's it, it's not really moved with the times. Let's say.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty shocking. <laughs> I I've done. I've done. I've done a pretty bad job doing. I mean, I've I've cut all my sort of tourism videos out for the last sort of two years. I've really reduced right. them because yeah. you you know you feel like a dick, don't you? Being like, oh, in Japan, I have this amazing thing, but wait, yeah. you can't do it because you can't yeah. come here. So I I've, yeah. I've put all that my plans in the gutter. Um, I'd love to do more. Honestly, I would. The Deep yeah. Japan channel is just a travel channel, really. Uh, what is there to do in Tokyo? I don't know, go to Yokohama, go to Hakone for a hot spring, go to Kusatsu, the hot spring, go to Utsunomiya and see the monkey bar. <laughs> you know, there's loads of things. And Tokyo go. is a magical place. I like, you know, I was, I was talking to a friend earlier today about this. Oh, I think it was on the live stream. All my mm-hmm. friends, all 7,000 friends, uh, about how, you know, I like to just pick a, a district or an area and then just sort of walk off and wander around it and i know you do the same mm. and yeah. i think the best holidays you have that sort of adventurous self discovery kind of moment like you can you can do it in shibuya or shinjuku or asakusa mm. whatever you go wherever you want but like just go off and have a wander around see what you can find yeah. i'd i'd say avoid the sky tree i'm not a fan of the sky tree there's so many better viewing spots in tokyo like mori tower or the tokyo metropolitan government building which is free uh, or Shibuya Stream Tower overlooking the uh, Shibuya Crossing. There's loads of great places. Yeah, um, yeah good. but uh, just just go and discover and have some fun. Um, and if you want to go to some more niche, crazy, weird bars, do a bit more research. There there are a lot of like themed, interesting bars to go to if you do some homework. But uh, yeah, we we've talked about a lot of itinerary stuff though. If you're if you are seriously planning a, a trip to Japan, guys, I do recommend checking out an episode Pete and I did, I think about two years ago now, where we talked about two weeks in Japan, the ultimate mm. itinerary. It was one of our one of our most like popular podcast episodes. And in that, we sort of talked about what we would do over a two-week period. I recommend checking yeah. that out. Yeah, that was fun. A good one. Yeah. Very fun. Very fun indeed. Very and fun, of course, fun, yeah. when people can come to Japan, like like we used to be able to we'll we'll do more videos and podcasts yeah. talking about that but for now thank you for joining us for another fun episode of the Abroad Japan Podcast we'll be back later this week to do it all over again guys but for now no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you later this week do it all over again right back here on the Abroad Japan Podcast bye for now
3: In Japan is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator
1: Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started when you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible visit your local kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner